You're listening to sermons from St. Thomas Anglican Mission, located in Matthews County, Virginia, striving to live out the ancient faith through common prayer. Here's what we have for you this week. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Uh, In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 22, a teacher asked Jesus, he said, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so in today's second lesson, we heard St. John uh, write in in his first epistle that we are to love one another uh, because love is of God. And after all, God himself is love. Uh, Elsewhere, scripture tells us that the Father loved us so much that he sent his only begotten Son to restore what was lost. John 3.16 Uh, We know that the Son loved us so much that he willingly laid down his own life uh, so that by his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection, the path to eternal life would be restored, Uh, a path that is accessible to each of us by faith if we turn from our wicked ways, we repent, and we continuously walk in repentance day by day by day. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of, you know, that the love of, of love in the life of each and every believer. He equips and empowers us to be witnesses of his of this great love, this love that is God and comes from God. And He empowers and He equips us uh, to 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 move in the grace and the mercy that's found in Christ, as we. Uh, as as Christians, as disciples, as servants, as we call the world to repentance, to forsake the broken paths filled with sin and wickedness and instead find true hope, to instead turn to true hope, the hope of Christ. God is love. The Father loves us. The Son came as the manifestation of that love. And the Spirit abides in us as the ongoing manifestation of that love. The Apostle Paul tells us that without love, we're nothing. And so in in the epistle this morning, in John's epistle, we heard that if we claim to love God, but we hate our brother, or or in other words, if we hate our neighbor, we're a liar. We cannot love God without loving our neighbor, our brother, our sister. Love God, love neighbor. They go hand in hand. They're linked for all time. Uh, so much so that Jesus all the law and all the prophets hang on those two simple commandments. Love God, love people. They are linked for all time they are so important of such a magnitude that everything hangs on them everything hangs on them therefore you know obviously we find ourselves in in a time right now of uh, 
a great awareness of the injustices, the racial injustices and racism and the things that, that have, have uh, uh, in, in many ways, um, been ignored or, or some people just, you know, didn't rise to a level that they felt they needed to concern themselves with or whatever. But the reality is, is it's now the light of day. We now know about this. And so how can we as Christians, people who love God and, and love our neighbor, love our brother, how can we not be opposed to the injustices in our society? You know, the gospel itself stands in opposition to these sort of injustices, right? Mm. Jesus came that all may be saved. Mm. All men, not just people of this race or that race. He didn't come just for Jews. He came for all. Yes, mm. he came first to the house of Israel, but then it was to the whole world. Jesus came for all mankind to, to open the doorway to eternal life and to, to, to grace and mercy and those things. Mm. He came for all men. Mm. He sent his spirit as a gift for all men mm. to bring transformation to the world. Pentecost itself, you know, uh, that uh, we just celebrated a few weeks ago, that was this moment where God began the by his spirit, the unifying act of mankind again. Something that, you know, reconciliation and equality and unity it can only actually be hap can only happen if it's born of the spirit of god amen because if it's not born of the spirit of god then it's born of the flesh and what happens when we get involved in these things is we like to take credit and we like to boast and think that it's mm -hmm. all about us and then we end up distorting things and destroying things and that great thing that we built ends up becoming a divisive thing. And as wonderful in the Old Testament as it was when everyone was coming together and building this great tower to heaven, this tower of Babel, uh, ultimately it would have just been a monument to man. And it would have eventually brought about division and separation and, and all this anyways, because you know uh, there would have been no real lasting unity with that. And so in Pentecost, we discovered that true unity comes from the Spirit of God. And so as Christians, again, how can we not oppose injustice? Sadly, I see Christians, both clergy and laity, debating online and even arguing about whether it's okay to classify oneself as being anti-racist or they're debating or arguing about the merits of critical race theory or whether or not it's okay to say things like black lives matter and whether the phrase whether we should use the phrase social justice or just simply the word justice uh, in the church fact is is we need all this arguing and debating needs to really it just needs to stop Amen. at least at the moment it needs to stop and what we need to do is we need to start working towards restoration, towards reconciliation. We need to quit deflecting by getting tied up in the details of our orthodoxy, our right thinking, to the extent that we forget about orthopraxy, which is our right doing. Amen. What we need to do is begin to have humble conversations and work things out while we walk together in righteousness and love mm. on the pursuit of justice mm -hmm. 
you know, now is not the time to debate the merits of being anti-racist or the merits of critical race theory or the, the use of the word Black Lives Matter or this or that. Now is not the time to debate that. Now is the time to come together and love God and love people and figure out the way forward. And as we figure out the way forward, we in conversation as the people of God and as humanity will begin to figure out the way to do this thing. But of course, we have to be willing to humble ourselves and admit that we don't necessarily know the right answers or the or have the solution, um, and that's easier said than done. Uh, Ken White's uh, Quinn Ken, and I'll probably I'm probably destroying his last name. Ken Weitzma, uh, a pastor, an author, and the founder of the Justice Conference, he wrote a book, uh, The Myth of equality um, and in this book he wrote that the the uh, the incarnation of Christ is the means God used to address the brokenness of his creation Jesus is God's act of restorative justice mm. Mm. Jesus is God's act of restorative justice and here we are the people of God, um, regardless of, of our race, um, we all are, by the blood of Christ, the people of God. And so if Jesus is God's act of restorative justice, and we are his hands and feet, then, then we need to be agents of restorative justice as well. Amen. We need to have these conversations and plot this path forward. and essentially rise up and show that the church is indeed the hope of the world. Mm. If we truly accept that all the law and all the prophets hang on the love of God and the love of others, which we should because after all Jesus said it, uh, and Jesus is our king, and he said if we love him we'll obey his commandments, and so he said loving God, loving people, all the prophets, all the law hangs on these two things. And if we truly accept that we are the hands and the feet of Christ, then arise, church, and get uncomfortable. Now's the time to get uncomfortable. Confront racial injustices that continue to exist and have been perpetuated by the church, at least here in America. Now's the time for us to challenge the narrative that that exists in our country you know uh, it's obvious I mean I'm, I'm a white man and you know I'm, I'm just a country boy from West Virginia uh, and I'm still still learning uh, I'm still processing these things um, and trying to figure my my path forward uh, with these 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 things these injustices and these these um, travesties and I may stumble and I mess up and I may mess up, but I'm striving to love my neighbor as I love my God. And you should be able to say the same thing. Uh, you are striving to love your neighbor as you love your God. And you do that by being open to being to learning and asking questions and walking in humility and seeking justice.
you know, the fact is a lot of white people get freaked out and turn off conversations or they get defensive uh, when things like the truth of white privilege are discussed or the sins of white supremacy or systemic racism or racial injustices and those things are discussed. And that's a shame. Um, after all, again, how can we love our neighbor if we don't understand our neighbor's struggle? How can we claim love if we aren't willing to seriously examine and purge ourselves of the sin of racism, mm. uh, complicit, or, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and conscious and unconscious biases and all these various things? If we need to be willing to examine ourselves deeply, have deep examination, say, Lord, show this in me. Purge me of it. How can we claim love? How can we claim to love God if we aren't willing to fight for our neighbor? Oh. And, and so, you know, here at St. Thomas Anglican Mission, uh, at least as long as I'm the, the pastor, the rector, here at St. Thomas Anglican Mission, we will always endeavor to be a place, to be a local church where these conversations will be welcome as we strive to be a place of refuge for people to rest and to dream and to change. Um, because if people can't find those conversations being possible in the local church, how can we be the hope of the world? How can we be the hope, how can we be the hope of our community? Church, we, we are called to love God and love people, to love our brother, to love our neighbor. We can't do one without the other. Mm. Mm. St. Paul tells us, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. And without love we're but a clanging symbol we're just a noise and I'm pretty sure Jesus called us to be more than just a noise he told us to go into all the world to preach and to make disciples and as we're preaching we're to be agents of restorative justice by loving God and loving people so I encourage you, examine your own heart. I encourage you, reach out and begin to have conversations in humility. Lay aside your preconceived notions. Don't be offended uh, by things you don't understand or things that might challenge the, his the history as you understand it. Mm. But be open and say, Lord, work in my life. Build the bridges that need to be built. Yes, Jesus. And change what needs to be changed so that I can truly love my neighbor and in turn reflect the love that I have for you. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you for that in you we are one. 
We are one body. But God, your body is still hurting. There are still places of division and places of confusion within your body. And so, Lord, we just ask for your Holy Spirit to come and continue to reveal these truths in us and lead us into all truth, lead us into all righteousness, so that we as sons and daughters of God may be worthy of the vocation you call us to, which is the, which is the, the vocation of being a Christian, being an agent of restorative justice in a world that's broken, that's hurting, being a unifying factor in a time of disunity. And so, Lord, by your Spirit, may you empower your people through the gospel to truly change this world, to change our communities, to change our own heart. And so, God, may the love that we profess from our mouth for you be the love that we profess with our lives towards our neighbor. God, convict us of our sins. Convict us of the, the, the uh, uncharitable words and actions that we have. And reveal those, those deep-rooted things in us that need to be purged and need to be transformed. Lord, we ask you to do this. We, we ask in Christ's name, in Jesus' name. And now unto God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, we all honor and glory both now and forever.